Did you know the Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin? Through the words and experiences of investment professionals, you'll discover who was their best mentor, what's a mistake they made that changed their approach, and how do they find their next great idea. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. An acquaintance who works for a well-known company emailed to tell me that in an idle moment, he'd been looking at its intranet and noticed something odd. His chief executive's post about the organization's latest results had attracted eight likes, while a post saying that a vending machine had been installed on the sixth floor had got 197. I thought you'd enjoy that, he said. I did enjoy it, but I didn't find it odd in the slightest. I've long known that corporate employees were irredeemably trivial. A colleague who for years was the Financial Times managing director told me that by far the most unpopular thing she ever did, more so than making people redundant, was axing free coffee and superior biscuits that were delivered to every team on Thursday mornings. It's not just in this man's workplace that people care more about chocolate bars than profitability. Try this test. Ask anyone in your office how much money your company made last year. I bet they won't have the foggiest idea. I've been asking the question to everyone I've come across. Most people look panicked as if they'd just been found out. Some made wild guesses while others hung their heads and admitted total ignorance. I texted a friend who for the past 20 years has occupied increasingly senior positions at the same company and put the question to her. Her reply came back, haven't a clue. The only person I asked who could tell me exactly how much his employer made had a bonus that depended on it. This surely is a version of Parkinson's Law of Triviality, which states that the time we spend thinking about something is in inverse proportion to its importance. In Parkinson's example, a committee spends three minutes approving the construction of a nuclear reactor and then 45 minutes over a bike shed. His conclusion was that we dwell on the trivial because we understand it, while we shy away from the complicated because we're out of our depth. Just as I was thinking this, my friend sent me another text, and I don't care either. I looked at the message and it occurred to me that I'd got it all wrong. Her reluctance to engage with how much money her employer makes wasn't that she doesn't understand it or that she's trivial or stupid. She was being perfectly rational. My friend doesn't need to know what her employer's P&L looks like so long as it's healthy enough not to affect her job. She works for a multinational and her contribution doesn't affect the overall profit one way or another. She does know the profit margins on the parts of the business that she's responsible for and manages them assiduously. Equally, to care a lot about a new snack dispenser is not at all stupid, but is wise for three reasons. For a start, it has direct implications on what you can eat. Secondly, it's an indication that the company is not about to go bust as it's making discretionary investments. And thirdly, suggests some degree of intelligent management in that the wishes of staff are taken into account by the facilities team. You could say that we have a duty as responsible corporate citizens to take an interest in the finances of the organisations we work for. But I'm not sure we do. Given that we only stay in jobs for as long as it suits us, and given that we could jump ship and join the competition at any time, 
there's no point in feeling proprietorial about what our company does in general. That doesn't mean we shouldn't try hard and take pride in our own work. We ought to mind a lot about the things that make us more or less likely to get promoted or sacked, and mind even more about how congenial are our immediate bosses and colleagues. By contrast, the bigger stuff does not seem to matter much at all. There's another problem with the big things. The larger the company, the more abstract its results, and the more difficult to explain. Add to this the fact that CEOs default to boring informal communication, and you guarantee that any attempt to tell employees about supposedly important things will leave them cold. There's a lesson here for top management. Unless you can show that a post on global strategy is as relevant as a vending machine, there's no point in making it. Join Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin for a new edition of the Capital Ideas Podcast. In unscripted conversations with investment professionals, you'll hear real stories about successes and lessons learned, informed by decades of investment experience. It's your look inside one of the world's largest asset managers. New episodes are available monthly. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Invest 30 minutes in an episode today. Published by American Funds Distributors, Inc. Here at Bellingcat, we get to the bottom of things. From a global crisis to an underreported event, we find the facts using publicly available tools and resources, uncovering what is hidden on and below the surface. We connect the dots using social media posts, satellite images, and public records, and empower others to do the same by sharing how we do it. The ability to do so is only made possible by our readers, supporters, and community members. Care to join us? Learn how at bellingcat.com.